Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Good morning. Jeremy and Joe, happy President's Day. So, we got a picture of the Hulk Nets. How did those come up? I don't know. Oh, NHL changing rules and yes. NBA All-Star stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, thanks to Carl. Thanks to Brayton Wilson as well. I'd said to Joe, just in passing, about the Hulk Nets. That, that's, I don't know if they were generally called that or if I just called them that, but... They were, in 2005, the Sabres pitched the idea that you'd have hockey nets that were bigger than the current ones. They were curved on the posts yeah. and the crossbar for a 17% larger net. They look so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> they look so stupid. I mean, they're bigger, but... They're bigger. Oh, my. They look dumb. But the, that was, like, around the lockout where scoring was not in a great spot. They yep. come back. The NHL did introduce the shootout, of course, right? And four-on-four four overtime, which, of course, has become three-on-three three overtime. Mm-hmm. So this was one of the ideas. You know, there's no bad ideas, but some of the ideas we, we, we won't adopt. And this one is... If there, there might be bad ideas. There's some bad ideas. This, this one this one looks like a pretty bad idea to me. <laughs> I don't know if it makes sense, but they they look like nets out of like a Looney Tunes hockey show. Yes, kind show. of. <laughs> it, like like a, a cartoon yeah. t- was going to have an episode about hockey, that would be the net. I can totally see that. As a goaltender, this is infuriating to look at, and I would hate standing in front of this. Like well, making it, saves in this would be impossible. Although, if you're a good goaltender, I mean, you might yeah. even you might like him even more because you could show off more than just yeah, the guy fair. that fills up the net. <laughs> is that a shot at me for not being a good goaltender? No, no. I'm saying you could show <laughs> off your athleticism a little bit. Do some more uh, Dominic Hasek. Yeah. There you go. Saves. Yeah. There you go. Eight oh three oh five fifty. Jeremy and Joe, Josh Schmidt producing Sabers play today at twelve thirty. An afternoon game against the Anaheim Ducks. All right, so a couple Bills things and football things for you here. If you want to call us on the Sabres, you're more than welcome to, or on the golf, or on the NBA All-Star game, blah, blah, blah. There's lots going on. Peter King has written about the Patrick Mahomes trade in 2017, how the Chiefs got it done. And it includes everybody from Jordan Spieth, that's right, Jordan Spieth, to Sean Payton and the Saints, he has a lot of teams that liked Mahomes. And he goes back through where Mahomes was mocked to be going because the Chiefs, of course, move up to number 10, take Mahomes. Don Banks had him going 13th to Arizona. Mel Kuyper, 25th to Houston. Peter King 
27th to Kansas City, Todd McShay and Mike Mayock, New Orleans and Arizona, respectively. So anyway, he gets into this, and I'm, I'm reading the whole thing, trying to find out, like, okay, where where are the Bills in this? Where does the bill where do the Bills come in as? Sure, will be the team that you can trade up and get this guy. And here's what he writes about Buffalo: New coach Sean McDermott wanted to build rebuild the seven nine team with picks, so the choice was for sale. A week before the draft, GM Doug Whaley had discussions with Dorsey, that's John Dorsey of the uh, Chiefs, mm-hmm. the GM. And they discussed the Bills moving down to 27 and Kansas City sending the third-round pick and first-rounder in 2018. They agreed the day before the draft that if Kansas City's player was there at 10, Buffalo would move down to 27 and get third- and first-round picks offer uh, as well. That's the best offer Buffalo had on the table. Now, he goes on before the trade is officially struck, pointing to the other teams in that draft. New Orleans is 11th. They wanted Marshawn Lattimore. Mickey, mm-hmm. Lo- Mickey Loomis was smitten with Mahomes. Last week, Peyton was chuckling. He said, I remember thinking, the only thing I don't like about the player is his voice. That's Peyton on Mahomes. That's how great an impression he left on us. Number 12, Cleveland was looking to move out of the spot. Number 13, frothing for Mahomes. Bruce Arians worked him out in Lubbock, wind blowing probably 35 miles an hour. He whistled that ball through the wind like it was the calmest day in the world. One of the best quarterback workouts I've seen in my life. Maybe only Andrew Lux was better. So there's Arizona mm-hmm. at 13. And, you know, goes on and on. It's funny, like, revisionist history always works this way. Oh, look at all these guys that thought Mahomes was perfect. Yeah. Here's the, th- the team that picks 13th, loves him. So does the team that picks 11th, but the owner just won't let them take the guy. So that's why the Bills trade with Kansas City, drop all the way down to 27. There's a point, though, to be made here about the draft value chart, okay? Mm-hmm. And, and here, this is it. Going from 27 to 10. 27 to 10. Yeah. So the Chiefs go from 27 to 10. Let's say that what Peter King has here from Arizona is dead on, which I, I would not dismiss what Peter King says. Bruce Arians loved him. The cost for Arizona to go to 13 to 10 versus Kansas City going from 27 to 10 Mm-hmm. Kansas City says, sure, we'll do it. We'll give you a first and a third and move up 17 spots. If you are the Bills and Arizona calls and says, we'd like in that spot too, you, what are you saying? Well, we need your first. And mm-hmm. Arizona is going to say, well, that's way too – no way. It's only three it's ridiculous. It's three only spots. three spots. Yeah. And this kind of gets to the draft about the value chart and all the stuff that goes with it. The value chart is, hey, these are the uh, the values we've decided – as a collective, mm-hmm. roughly what they're worth. And if you're Arizona, you would talk yourself out of this trade because you'd say, I'm giving up too much. Because you have a value chart and because of where you're at already. Yes. Yeah. I can't give up a first-round pick to move up three spots. Wouldn't you do it today if you knew that's what it meant? If you knew you were going to get Mahomes today, you would definitely give up a first-round pick to move up three spots. Yeah, 100%. But you wouldn't do it on draft day because it feels like it's too much. What did the Niners, do you remember, did the Niners move up to one spot to take, or excuse me, did the Bears move up one spot to take Trubisky? They did. With the Niners? And they gave up, I remember hearing, like, can, can you believe they gave up all that to move up one spot? But it could have been because, what, there was a team at 10 that was offering their first-round pick from the next year? I don't think they gave up their first, but... Whatever that was, too. I mean, it it goes to... The price is the price. The price, right, is going to be different than the value chart. 
It also sounds like to me though, like you can sometimes gain an advantage by going coming from further back if you're willing to pay that. If you're willing to pay that future first round pick, I mean, you can jump a lot of those teams. There's a lot of those teams that are not going to be willing to do it. Yep. So fast forward, trade is made. Yep. Bills are off to 27. The Chiefs are up to 10. They take Mahomes. And Peter King writes that Sean Payton texted the Chiefs GM a one word expletive. That they had regret in New Orleans. They didn't move up one spot. Mm-hmm. What would the cost have been? I mean, if the Bills are looking for, we want more picks. Yeah, they just dro- want a bunch then, of stuff. Right, then dropping to, from 10 to 11, like we're still picking 11th, but am mm-hmm. I getting, on the value chart, are you adding second and thirds? Like It's just, like you said, it, it makes the point that a team moving way up sometimes has the edge because they think, mm-hmm. All right, yeah, sure, take next year's first. Another thing I learned reading this, although it's not, I don't think it's in there. If you read the Peter King thing, I go, John Dorsey, he was the GM that picked Patrick Mahomes? How did that go? Because he's not been the GM for a while. So I go to his I go to his bio, and it's often said, I mean, different situations, different coaching situations, right? But it's often said, well, like part of the reason the Bills didn't draft a quarterback that year was well they knew they were about to move on from Doug Whaley, right? They they you're not gonna change your scouting staff before the draft. They're about to move on from Doug Whaley. The Chiefs fired John Dorsey two months after that draft. <laughs> Same thing. He took lame Mah- duck GM took Mahomes and got fired. Took Mahomes. And then he got fired. I mean, they had Andy Reid, very different, I know. But they weren't afraid for their GM on the way out to orchestrate that trade and go get their quarterback of the future. Just kind of interesting. Because that's one thing you'll often hear about the Bills was they weren't ready to take a quarterback there because Brandon Bean wasn't there yet. That's good. That trade, I don't know, maybe five more years and two or three more Super Bowls for that guy. We look at it differently, but I, I... as soon as Josh Allen arrived, I put it out of my mind. I don't think about yeah, it. Yeah, I was going to say, like, the longer it goes, though, where the Bills don't win one, if, if, if we start approaching on the end of Allen's career and Mahomes has six and Allen still doesn't have one, I pr- it's, 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 I'll make a promise to you. It's going to be a trivia question forever. Sure. I, my promise to you is I will never really worry about it. Because... It wasn't an it wasn't an obvious mistake. The draft is a you know, it's a crapshoot. The team that trades out of the spot where you mentioned the Bears move up for Trubisky, and Trubisky's not that good. He was never that good, so that team doesn't have to worry about it. But that team doesn't really know that. Who traded out of the out of the Goff spot or the Wentz spot? We don't remember those teams that traded out of those spots. It was Sure, go ahead. Take your quarterback. Good luck to you. I only remember it being the Browns because my brother's an Eagles fan. Okay, the Browns go. moved out of the Wentz pick, right? But. And and there there was a about a six month period where they were being mocked for it. Yeah. Oh like, yeah. Can you believe? Because I don't think they they probably wouldn't have had a quarterback at that's that right. time. And it was oh my goodness, you gave up on Carson Wentz two years later. It's like oh that's fine. You're, <laughs> you're not supposed right. to know as much as we all want to know. You know we're gonna run through a million receivers in this draft show. I don't know which one's gonna be the best one. It's really mm-hmm. tough to know. But what I do know is if you move out of a spot that's a guarantee. Like it's different in different sports. Like trading out of the 10 spot so the Chiefs can come up and take Mahomes is not the same as saying like, "You know what? Uh McDavid, we're going to trade out of this spot and get some pieces 
and see how that goes. Quarterbacks going mid-first round, I get it. You didn't have one. I wanted them to take one that year. I didn't know which one would be good. I wouldn't have said that Mahomes was going to be great or Watson or Trubisky. I know the Bills might have been interested in Trubisky, Hmm. but I just don't think you can spend too much brain power beating yourself up or beating your team up for what they didn't know at the time when the reality is with quarterbacks in the draft, you you almost never know. Right. The lesson that's why to me the lesson is less about you didn't know Mahomes was going to be Mahomes more than look at the Chiefs with a GM on the way out. You never rule out taking a quarterback when you don't have a future franchise quarterback. You never do it. No matter what your setup is, no matter if you if you are on the clock and whoever is in charge, if you don't have a quarterback, you've got to you've got to be open to taking one. And maybe they were, right? Like may, I I know it often gets said that they wouldn't have taken a quarterback there because they weren't ready to do it. But you just mentioned it. There was a lot during that draft season that sounded like they really liked Mitch Trubisky. Would they've picked would they've picked Mitch Trubisky if he was there at 10? Quite possibly. They might have. It could just be they didn't like other teams, the top 9 teams that that went didn't know what Mahomes was going to be. Which is why Or a lot of those people in the Peter King article that like said when the Chiefs picked Mahomes they got criticized because everyone thought Watson was going to be better. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm one of those. I think Watson was the one I wanted for the Bills in that draft. I wanted them to pick a quarterback too, but I remember Watson being the one I wanted, not Mahomes. I mean Watson was the he had won the national championship. Right. It was a star yeah. of college football right. that year, so that would have been an easier, maybe an easier right. horse to hit your wagon to, just as a, you know, observer. Yeah. Eight oh three oh five fifty one eight 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 five fifty two five fifty. I mentioned I wanted to get your thoughts on the Bills' running back situation, and I've got a stat for you here on Derrick Henry. I know, I know. Derek on Derrick Henry, we're really going to do I, this. We're going to, you know, you know what? We're going to do it. We're, we're really going to do we're this. We're gonna, we're gonna do it. <laughs> Why not? Right. So, okay, on Derrick Henry. This is not wide receiver idea of the day, right? And we're just treating him like he's a receiver. You know, this is a real I running back. I did think about that, about throwing he's, the curveball and say, like, hey, uh, Latavius Murray lined up at wide receiver for the Bills this year. So, I mean, he's tall. Derrick Henry is wide <laughs> receiver idea of the day. He's tall. Ian Harditz had this. Derrick Henry's yards before and after contact. Okay. So, last season only? I've got the last four seasons. Last four seasons. The last okay. four seasons. Yards before and after contact. What do you want first? Want to do before contact yeah, first? Yeah, give me before contact. Because that happens first? That, that would make sense, yeah. <laughs> there you go. His yards before contact. Now, that's probably, quite often, a look into how good your offensive line is. Yes. And your design years. Okay. Four years ago, Derrick Henry was 13th in the NFL in yards before contact. Then okay. 18th. And the last two seasons, he has been 30th in the NFL in yards before contact. Okay. So his line went from like middle of the road to really bad. That's, that's probably theory. part of it. What yeah. else happened in Tennessee at the time? Ryan Tannehill went from, hey, maybe a modest, serviceable starter to, mm, this isn't going so well, Will Levis. Yeah. You know, yeah. The, the, the state of the passing game in Tennessee cratered. Mm-hmm. So now I've got teams that can key in on Derrick Henry a little bit more. 30th in yards before contact each of the last two seasons. Okay, now, yards after contact per carry. Four years ago, he was number two. Then number nine. Then number four. And last year, number eight. So, somewhat of a drift from two to nine to four to eight. But top ten Mm -hmm. each of the last four years. 
And that just got me thinking about the Bills. Because one of the spots they are very good is yards before contact for their running back. Mm-hmm. I mean, James Cook at different stretches this year was near the top of the league in yards before contact. So, I mean, I, Joe, I just got, I got to thinking a little bit. You want to mix the the guy that has been very good yards after contact on the line that's been that was good last year in yards before contact. Just if the Bills are looking for someone that's not Latavius Murray. Uh-huh. And who knows about Damian Harris, who's coming back off that? I mean, I, I suppose he could be on this team again. Naheem Hines, I don't really understand why they would have him on the team for the cap hit that he's going to have. I think there's probably a running back coming in. And is that Derrick Henry? There's maybe a team out there that's going to pay him big, big money. Trek puts his market value at $10 million. Yeah, can get out like, of here. Not going to happen for the Bills. Not going to happen at $10 million. But, but... Do do they have what the comparables there? Do you have that open? Because a lot of times recently there have been these 28, 29-year-old running backs where you think, like, okay, they got one more contract left in them, and then they go out there and, like, there's really nothing there for them. Yeah, he's 30. And he's 30. He's, he is, two, he's two years older than usually those guys he, are. He is 30. And yeah. some of the All right, so the comparables from Track: Nick Chubb signed for 12 a year, but he was 25. Jacobs, 25. Saquon Barkley, these guys were like franchise tag in that neighborhood. Barkley, yeah. 26, signed for one year. James Conner got a three-year deal when he was 26. Yeah, Derrick Henry's market will be tested in a big way because on, on one hand, this is Derrick Henry. Yeah. And on the other hand, he's 30. Right. Like the guy, I'm looking at his draft class. He went second round in 2016. Elliott went first round. And what did he get last year? One year, $6 million. But wasn't he more provably... Over the hill when New England brought him in. Like, New England signed Ezekiel Elliott and everybody went last year. Like, that's not going to make them any better. Like, good luck with that. Henry, you just went through the number. I mean, he's been top 10 in yards after contact four straight years. Um, I'm not getting him, I don't think, to catch the ball very much. But you, everyone around him, everyone else in that draft class is out of the league. Well, And Elliott's about to be out of the league. The draft class after Fournette, Delvin Cook, like, these guys are out of the league. Right. They all hit walls fast. Yeah. So you would ask yourself... Okay, so Zeke. Do you know what Zeke's market value on Spotrek is right now? Because he's just off a one-year deal. Oh, it's got to be real low. 2.7. Yeah. But we know he's terrible. Like, the wall, we've seen the wall the with qu- him. Right, and the question on Derrick Henry is, will a team out there with some space say, sure, $8 million, $10 million on a guy that's 30? If you can do it for one year, like, no GM's going to get themselves into cap trouble by doing it for one year. If you have the space, you just go ahead and do it. The Bills are not a team that's necessarily like that. And you wouldn't go for multiple years because he's 30. But if the market were totally dry everywhere else and no one decides to do it because he's 30 years old, uh-huh. he might be a guy that at 30 can kind of, what, be like Adrian Peterson, who he was supposed to be washed up four different times. He's the one. He's the one that just kept going. Yeah, he's the anomaly. Uh, And that would be, I mean... If I could try to make a comparable there, what might make Henry more like Peterson than all of the other guys? I mean, the the idea of him just being special, right? Like being a different type of athlete. He's in he's a once in a lifetime type of athlete at that position because of his size. And Peterson was always seen as that, right? Like the best athlete at that position in the league. So if one guy was going to play till 
Didn't Peterson play to like 35? He did. He played until he was 36. He 36. Had a, he had 1,000 yards at, at age 33. Right. Like, if there's one guy, because of the body type and the athleticism, that was going to be able to do that, like, we, I think Peterson would have been everyone's best guess at that time. I don't know about Henry for that, though. Like, Henry, he's big. And I, I just would, would scare me a lot and why I would not love this idea for the Bills, even if he's got some good numbers the last couple of years, is that dude, I don't know, I just see him hitting a wall and being this slow, plotting, big back, and you bring in Derrick Henry, I would be worried you would feel some inherent pressure to give him the football. Mm-hmm. Your your run rate is probably not going down that much if you bring in Derrick Henry, is it? Well, You're bringing in Derrick Henry to give him the football. You would think so. I, I, and I would think if he's going to sign anywhere, he's going to go someplace he gets the ball. Teams that are favored, the Chargers, Eckler hit the wall this year. And and they just brought in Greg Roman right. to be the offensive coordinator, so that makes sense. The Ravens are in this mix. Yep. Yep, they always bring They in, always run the ball. And they always bring in old running backs. Yep. yep. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. I don't think it's necessarily an answer for the Bills, but it is... Would it work there's, there's, with with their depth chart though? Like, well, you're you're you're, you're the, kicking James Cook out of the starting spot, uh, aren't you? I don't know about that. That that's a good question. But the, the question I was going to ask you is: Don't they want someone that does exactly what he does? I mean, Latavius Murray hit the upgrade mm-hmm. button. Veteran runs hard, can be counted on to do a million different things. Short yardage, like, yeah, short yardage. And the, there's also I've got a stat for you. Either one of these could have been stat of the day. The Bills, when they got into goal-to-go situations, you think about the Bills as goal-to-go, like, mm-hmm. oh, there's a jackpot. They're going to score a touchdown, right? They were not that good mm-hmm. at, at goal-to-go goal to go situations. And isn't that why they went out and tried to get Damian Harris? Isn't that why they've been – that's why they drafted Zach Moss. They drafted Zach Moss. They've wanted a guy yeah. – They brought in Fournette. Yeah, that makes defenders – Think twice. Business decisions. Zach Moss got drafted and made the business decisions common. He wants guys to make business decisions. But shouldn't they know that they've tried this five times and I, it's never helped them? I know. <laughs> and Zach Moss isn't even a bad player. He went to the Colts and, and was like amazing. Fi- he did fine. Right. So, like, what? come on. How many times do I need to show you the big, slow running back is not really great for this offense? Although that's it's not, not really that efficient. That's not necessarily Henry. Yeah, it's the ba- he's the battering ram with the speed again though. Like those guys get years slow, old. quick. They do. It happens real quick. Eight oh three oh five fifty on uh, Derrick Henry. Has an idea. Ten million dollar spot track. Like that's going to be a, a fast no. But if the number came way down, couldn't he be a guy that doesn't sign until July? Just wait it out. If you're Derrick Henry, you know what I'm going to do. I'm going to wait until somebody's starter goes down in the preseason, and then take a ten million dollar contract. Where does he rank on the free agent market? Running backs, because isn't, isn't Saquon Barkley and Josh Jacobs also free agents? I mean, they Eckler are, and, too, and they are younger. They are younger. Yeah, eight oh three oh five fifty. Happy Monday, Happy President's Day, Jeremy and Joe here on WGR. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It didn't go far at all. I actually heard about it when everybody else heard about it. You know, obviously, sometimes there's conversations happen behind closed doors that you don't even know about. And until, I guess, if it's real or not, then they'll bring it to you. But it, it never even got to me. So, you know, I heard it when the reports dropped as well. LeBron on the rumors about him potentially being traded to the Warriors at the deadline. Jeremy and Joe, good morning. Nice sunny day out there. Happy Monday. We are in at work on this uh, President's Day. Sabres will be working today. 12.30 face-off with the Anaheim Ducks. I'm told we've been tweeted the hot dog of the day, which means we've got to guess it before looking before at we, it. Before we see it. I've not looked at it. Hot dog of the day. Is it going to be a, a, a theme with a celebrity? Is it going to be duck? Duck might be tough. What are you going to do? Like duck, like Chris, like duck prosciutto or something? Like you can't just do a duck dog. I mean, or duck, can you? Duck dog. Let's rank ducks. All-time ducks. Darkwing duck. Donald duck. Daffy duck. Anaheim Ducks. Paul Correa. <laughs> J.S. Chaguer. Chris Pronger. Scott Niedermeyer. Niedermeyer. Their defense was so good when they won the cup. Uh, the, du- the Ducks from the Sopranos. Only the real Sopranos fans will know that one. I don't. There's a, I mean, the whole first season is, is, is there's oh, duck, yeah, it's duck yeah, related. Yeah. Yeah. He does, the Ducks, you know, he gets upset when they leave. Yep. He's obsessed with them. So what is the dog of the day? It is the Wild Wing. Wild Which is their mascot. That's their mascot, yep. okay. A foot-long hot dog topped with, any guesses before I say it? Duck. No. No duck included at all. Which is kind of weird. No, okay. What about duck sauce? Duck it sauce. That's say, a good guess. It says no, there's no duck sauce on okay. here. That was a good guess, though. A foot-long hot dog topped with French dip, roast beef, and sautéed onions. I don't know what, what that has to do with Duck or Anaheim. Or the wild, or wild Wing. Right. Okay. Wait, French? Okay. I mean, it sounds good, I think. It sounds like a beef on Weck. It does. Like on a hot dog. It's the year of the hot dog at the arena. Okay. Eight zero three zero five fifty one eight 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 five fifty two five fifty. Jeremy and Joe, good morning. You said yes, stat of the day for me? I have a stat of the day for you that is uh, that is president's themed, as it is uh, it is President's Day, and your stat of the day is brought to you by Seneca Gaming and Irving, home of the biggest bingo payouts and slot machines with thousands won daily. Okay, we're going all in on the president's theme, like it's it's about presidents. My favorite stat, favorite presidential fact: President John Tyler, yeah, who was born in 1790. And was the president of the United States from 1841 to 1845. His grandson is currently 94 years old and living in Virginia. All right. <laughs> Stat of the day. So he was president 180 years ago. Am I doing the math right there? 
Yeah, 180 years ago, and he has a living grandson. That's your stat of the day. Unbelievable. Does that guy get reached out to on this? Right, he just is he he's taking it's interviews probably all the time. Got to be the thing he's most famous for. <laughs> hey, your grandpa was president two hundred years ago. Yeah. How about that? I don't know what he would say about it. I'm, I doubt he ever met him. I don't even know how it's possible. It, it is somehow though. You said grandson. You grandson. Meet, you can meet your grand grandparent, of course. No, I mean like how it's possible that he would. You know, seventy and seventy. I think is how it happened. Okay. They were in their 70s, both his father and his grandfather. Oh, wow. When they were born. Right, right. It's the only way that would that would work out that way. Right. All right. 803-0550-1888-552-550 to join us. We've uh, we talked a little bit there about Derrick Henry and the Bills' running back situation. It is a, an offseason where they are not getting listed in odds for running backs. Nope. Who's going to get this running back? The Bills are consistently not listed. And that is a new life, you know? Hey, what are we doing over here? They are going to do something, though. They have to, yeah. Right? They will add something. But the good news is that every, boy, not every mock draft. What percentage of mock drafts that you click on for the Bills is it wide receiver? I think it's 80%. 79% because I just opened one where it's not wide receiver. What is it? It's corner. Get out. Kool-Aid McKinstry. Kool-Aid McKinstry? McKinstry, thank you. That'd be cool, but no. Get out of here with corner. Corner is the one that angers me the most because, or annoys me the most because, it just doesn't it doesn't even make any sense. They're they're deep at corner, at least until Tre'Davious White is off the roster, and even when he is off the roster, they they're going to draft a first round corner. So what? He could be the third corner on this team. So yeah, get get out of here with that. I've not seen running back for them even in these like two round mock drafts. Right? No. Have we seen a mock even for them in the second round to a running back? They'll bring back Cook, obviously, and Bean did say they want yes Hines back when it came to Hines. I mean, there's zero percent chance he's back on that cap. Right? I want. I wonder if there's some sort of you. You say that because he's injured and you want to do an injury. I. I but they could have cut him. That that they could have cut him the, the same the same way before last season when all that happened, injury settlement with release. They could have done that, and they yeah. decided not to. Boy, I think Bean thinks. The way he talked last year, too, about how he didn't really use him the way I thought or however he said it when Hines was not a part of the offense after they had traded for him, thought they'd be more a part of the offense. There was a comment like that. And then to not cut him after that injury, I don't know. I think Brandon Bean thinks there's a way to to weaponize him in this offense. Okay, with due respect to Brandon Bean, does that sound like the guy in your fantasy league that made a trade for a guy and simply refuses to give up on him? Like me with Janu Smith after three years. You're still doing that with Janu Smith? Not quite. Uh, a little but, bit. But the point a is the same. Bit. Like, Naheem Hines in his career has done what? Not very much. He's been a pass catching back. His most explosive season as a pass catcher or a player at all was four years ago. Mm-hmm. Going on four years ago, and he's coming off an injury, and he's a big price tag. Like To, to me, it doesn't make sense. Well, Why they'd be so invested in this player that is not likely to be a, a big contributor. That's right. I mean, if they think if it's easy for them to lower the cap number, I mean, it better be pretty low. For can't a te- they for, use... for a team that's as strapped as they are, they could just one of the easiest spots to save money is just go cheap at running back. 
But two, like, this is why Cook is kind of weird for this, because Cook was good and was a pro bowler, but we talk about them wanting a running back like Derrick Henry. Shouldn't they want a pass-catching running back, too? Because that dude drops the ball all the time. Yeah, he did. He had a bunch. Do they trust James Cook in the pass game? Because they would trust Hines. Well, well, I shouldn't say that, because he was on the team and they didn't two years ago. Tim in Dallas. Hey, Tim, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Uh, this to me, I, I still have nightmares about that pick, man, Mahomes. Not just because he won the Super Bowls three times, but I, I always feel, felt like he was a franchise quarterback just watching him at Texas A&M. Uh, and then, like like uh, you say, the voice or whatever, it, people just found a way to hate on him. But if you ever watched him play, man, he made some spectacular throws throughout his whole collegiate career. So uh, I stayed two hours from Texas A&M. I'm sorry, uh, what's what is it? Uh, Texas Tech. Love it. Texas Tech, I'm sorry. Love it. So I was able to just watch him. But uh, so we left the draft without getting the quarterback. Man, I could never. I, just, I called the next day and I couldn't believe it. I'm like, dude, two quarterbacks we had an opportunity because the next year, I, I had no clue who Allen was uh, until they showed highlights or whatever. He wasn't as polished as Mahomes, just my opinion. And uh, also, we had to move up to get Allen, so we still had to move up. And then you had to get Tremaine Evans. We moved up again. So, to me, it didn't make any sense what uh, Bean and uh, McDermott did that, that year. So, Thanks, Tim. Well, Bean wasn't there for it, and then he came in and orchestrated getting them a quarterback. The reason we're bringing this up, Peter King has it in his Football Morning in America column today a extensive rundown of how that trade happened. What did we learn about it? The Bills wanted to build with picks. Not exactly a surprise. You know, new head coach. They had agreed to the trade the night before the draft that if your guy's there, Kansas City, will make this trade. You know, 10, drop into 27, we get a third and a first. So those two pieces are in Peter King's piece. He also lays out several teams right after the Bills that might have wanted Mahomes. The Saints, the Cardinals are both in the mix for that as well. 803-0550. Thanks, Tim. Just found this at NFL.com. The NFL's eight biggest Super Bowl windows. Right now? Yeah. The, the eight, eight biggest. The eight biggest Super Bowl windows. They mean, like, right now, like, whose windows open the most, kind of? They're not talking, like, Patriots 20 years ago. Like, that was the biggest window we've ever seen. Here are the eight the... teams with the biggest Super Bowl windows right now. Okay. So, Chiefs. One. Bills. Not ranked. Really? Not. Bucky Brooks, NFL.com. Not ranked. Chiefs one. Bills not listed. So, there are seven other teams that this guy's got, that Bucky Brooks has ranked above them for that this. They have biggest Super Bowl windows right now. Texans? Texans are not listed. Wow, I'm like terrible at guessing this year. Uh, the Niners. The Niners come in at number five. This, I, don't like, I don't like this list This so far. must be the biggest window this year rather than the biggest actual. Isn't a window the, con, isn't the concept? No, that, a window is... No, window should mean like over several years, right? right? You, would, you would think, but when I give you the rest of this list, I think he... I think I, what does he have? The Jets on there? The Jets are eighth. Okay, then. <laughs> and then he's doing it different. He's got to be doing it different. He has to be. Aaron Rodgers is 41 years old coming off a torn Achilles. 
Come on, dude. Miami? Not listed. Dallas? Fourth. Philly? Not listed. What in the world? Cincinnati? Not listed. What is this Why guy doing? Green Bay? Seventh. See, now that one makes more sense for like the long term. Yeah. Okay. Detroit? Second. Oh, good. Thank Whoa. you. Second, though, is a little high for that. No. Uh, Baltimore? Third. And then, who am I missing here? You're There's only missing the Browns, who come in at sixth. The Browns? I don't get That's a weird list. It's, a very, <laughs> it's, a, it's the weirdest list. It's a I'm very strange list. The Browns don't have a quarterback. Uh, they do. He's a $64 million cap hit. Well, they, right. Okay, yeah, that's right. They, they at least know who it is. Um, yeah, I don't know what to do with that. It's very strange. Well, because short term, short term, I would get to the Bills over half those teams. Like, and long term... Same thing, like, I the Jets? To me, the Jets being on it makes me think it's not about the long term. So I don't know what his definition is of window, but that's, a, that's wild. Yeah. 803-0550. I think he just wanted the, the Jets on the list like that in some way, shape, or form. That's what that whole, that's what that whole exercise was designed around. I'm going to put the Jets on a, top, on a top eight list and get everybody fired up today. Paul Hamilton joins us top of the hour. We gear up for a Sabres game day. It's President's Day. They're home for a 12-30 puck drop against the Anaheim Ducks. And the Wild Wing Duck Dog can be yours. Jeremy and Joe on WGR. All right, Jeremy and Joe, Paul Hamilton preview tonight's Sabres game coming up top of the hour. How, how was your uh, how was your football free Sunday? Did you get stuff done? And we all become incredibly productive. Yes, yes, we are redoing our upstairs. So I did a mm. lot of uh, a lot of stuff up there. But here's here's one thing uh, that wasn't great about yesterday because of the weather. So we had to tear all the insul- tear all the walls down, all the insulation out too. So then it starts getting really cold. And snowing and really windy. So suddenly, I'm basically working outside <laughs> because there's just there's nothing stopping the cold from coming in. So, yeah, I got a I got I got a lot done without a the first football free Sunday. Golf's on. I've got golf. Golf's the perfect sport to do stuff during. Is golf? Yeah, just to have it on in the background. Yeah, that's true. The best background sport. Yeah, golf. And then you know. You lock in for the final however many holes. The golf yesterday, the Genesis, it was a five-way tie through 11 and looked like it was going to be an incredible finish. And then Matsuyama hit three of the best shots you'll ever see and it was over mm-hmm. pretty quick. So good for him. But I, I for one, am very happy about golf season back. Whatever's on Sunday, I don't care. What is it? The Genesis. Great. The Farmers. Okay, whatever. Give me some golf. So got our money's worth. Yep. And a decent leaderboard yesterday. I mean – Zalatoris, he was really good. Tiger leaving early is not great. Tiger, not great. Although, did everyone have the same reaction I did when they saw, uh-oh, he's getting carted off. He's carted off at golf. Uh, ambulance, like, uh, his leg. Yeah. But I immediately that. thought about his leg, and it was just the flu, I guess. Yep. The so. flu was uh, was going around. Paul Hamilton, when we return, we'll talk a little about the Sabres win in Minnesota. They had an overtime victory in Minnesota on Saturday, and they'll play Anaheim tonight. Anaheim just got waxed by the Leafs 9-2, to so they come in off a pretty big loss. Jeremy and Joe, your calls with Paul. Any thoughts on the Sabres as well? We'll ask him about this, uh, you know, 
this little dust up. Mike Harrington reporting about the, the team not appreciating booing. See if Paul's noticed anything about the, the vibes in the room about that kind of stuff. Not like they've been booed mercilessly or so much. We, we opened the show talking about uh, that piece. So if you want to you know, check that out, stay tuned. We'll bring it up with Paul. Jeremy and Joe on WGR. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.